Good evening, and welcome back to another edition of the JMU Sports Blog Podcast. I'm Todd. I'm joined, as always, by my buddy Rob. What's up, Rob? Nothing. nothing. Can I say good morning to the people? Yeah, good. Yes. E- equal, equal opportunity podcasters here yeah. for night <laughs> night owls and early early risers and anybody else. Yeah. No, I, I'm I, doing great, man. How are you? It's a great oh, first man. weekend, huh? What a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what a great time. And, and I'm glad you said good morning because this usually comes out in the morning. Since we recorded at night, I've always done that. So, yeah, yeah well, mix <laughs> um, it up. Yeah. Um, Rob, I just, I don't even know where to begin. It was fantastic. We're going to get into all the goodness that was this weekend. Um, I think it exceeded both of our wildest expectations, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, yeah. Um, as always, we're brought to you by our friends at Mossy Creek Fly Fishing in Harrisonburg, Virginia. You can go by the store there at the corner of Market and Reservoir uh, anytime. And mention the podcast, you'll get a free sticker. Um, Rob, I did talk to Brian this weekend. I think we're, I don't know, we're, we're, there may be a JMU SB slash Mossy Creek collaboration on some kind of some type of item in the works. Oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna see. I don't know, maybe a koozie, maybe a visor. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, like as long as it doesn't feature my casting, I think we'll be okay. <laughs> Okay, good. Well, it definitely can't feature mine, so don't worry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're, we're going to come up with something good. Um, big thanks to them. Just, it's time. Those guys are great. Uh, go by the shop anytime, and uh, they will take care of I, I, Literally, I keep, I always forget, Rob, that like they're like as good of a shop as almost anywhere in the country. Yes, there like, is. They're, oh, it's, it's... they're like legit, legit fly fishing outfitter, right? Right, Plus like, thing is, it's not just a shop. It's a full service outfitters. You know, they've yeah. got great guides, great education. Obviously they're huge supporters of mm-hmm. um, Project Healing Waters. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And just outstanding. You know, they'll do, they'll do extended trips. It's just, it's a full service fly fishing outfitters, way more than just a retail shop. But yeah. Great guys. I took a lesson there and it, pardon the pun, but it got me hooked on the sport in a big <laughs> way. Um, yes. Just can't, can't recommend Mossy Creek fly fishing enough. Yeah. Big thanks to them. Um, Rob, I got to ask you a question before we get into, we're going to do four downs tonight. We're going to do two look-aheads to next week. So we'll do four downs from uh, the middle game. We'll do two look-aheads to Norfolk State. Uh, we'll just very briefly touch on some Sunbelt highlights and preview of next week. And then we have a really fun overtime that we've been saving um, yes. from a month ago or so when we asked people and we got some really great topics and you and I decided we needed to save it till we had some time to think about it. Um, so that it's, it's a really fun show tonight, but I wanted to start with a surprise question for you, Rob. Two questions. Was this the best played opening game you've ever seen from JMU? That's so, an excellent question. Um, it's, it's weird, right? Because we played was, games that were bigger in terms of stakes. Was East Carolina a season opener? Yep, East Carolina was a season. Yeah, that that's a pretty Cardon Johnson. That yep. that was one of the most impressive individual performances. And I think even though that wasn't really an upset in the classic mm-hmm. sense, I think the state the state of both programs would say Jamie was better. Mm-hmm. That was pretty great from start to finish in it terms was. of going on the road and not yep. starting with a cupcake. That was good. But for lots of other reasons, this mm-hmm. this is probably up there. It, it is. You it's know, weird. it could be like- it could be the top. Yep. I mean, we've had bigger wins, I think, on opening days, right? I, I, I think the SMU game is the other one 
So both of the Houston years? No, that wasn't that oh, wasn't that an wasn't, opener. That wasn't that was like opener. October. Yeah, yeah that was tech, like a middle that, one of those weird. Yeah, and the Tech game wasn't an opener. Um, no, either. it was not. So, um, and and the Tech game wasn't. You know, it was wonderful. I don't know that it was particularly, you know, like the best played JMU game ever, yeah, right? There, I there mean, was, it, there were some right flukish I mean, elements to that that worked yeah, in our favor. I don't need to take anything away from that team. I just this was incredible. <laughs> like, like I just it yeah. was so clean, so crisp. I mean, we have some nits to pick, but when I say nits, I mean we're talking nitpicking things, right? Mm-hmm. But this was really. Uh, great. And then the other question was, Rob, and I think this one's a little harder to put a finger on, but as a single game, that quarterback performance is up there. <laughs> yeah. Like with just about anyone else. I mean, the SMU game from VAD in particular, even the Richmond game in the loss, um, the game day game um, when he got hurt. But like, you know, we've seen. This was like, you know, a 9.9 out of 10. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Like, what? Well, it's funny because he had six touchdowns. And Todd, you know, I I brought my 12 year old to the game. He was watching with us. And we were talking about the way home. And I was like, man, Santana was pretty great. Six touchdowns. And James's first words were, yeah, but he should have had nine. Like, yeah, yeah he it was that like and that's not a, like and that wasn't no. like oh he blew it but like he was that close where he was inches away yeah. from connecting on three more yeah yeah um it was really something else it, it was I, I just i mean that's the those are the type of questions that come to mind after this weekend's performance and yeah. that's before we even get into like how wonderful all the like extracurricular like the off you know we'll talk about that but like all the off the field stuff was fantastic and the sunbelt stuff and the coverage and everything um yeah what a what a way to start um so moving on from those questions rob we'll go do four downs this might turn into like six or eight downs um because it often does it often (laughs) does um but why don't you start us off with your first note from the game or highlight from the game i guess this is just going to carry over from what Mm -hmm. we were saying but this so vastly exceeded expectations. That's the thing that I will always remember about this. Yeah. I woke up. I was really excited for this for all the reasons everybody else was. You know, it's ripping the bandaid off, getting football started. It's always fun to start a season, but particularly like the FBS season. And mm-hmm. it was beautiful weather. And we had a bunch of friends in town. Yeah. Um, I didn't know what was going to happen at all. And I'm not, I mean that in a very literal sense. Like I had yeah. no idea when I woke up. I was like, oh, there's a game today could win, could lose. It's not like the typical JMU season opener where you're like, oh, I'm going to go catch up some friends and watch them run up the score and then drive home early in the fourth quarter. Right. I didn't know if JMU was going to be in a close game, if JMU was going to lose, um, if the moment would be too big for it, if it was just be like big deflated. I had no idea. In a million years, I did not see this coming. (laughs) I I thought maybe they would win. Like to me, if if you gave me an idea of like write the best script you can Mm-hmm. I would say like a 10 point win, you know, just like convincing fashion, 10 point win, yeah. not too many mistakes showed they can hang. I never expected a blowout. This looked like one of the openers against the Moorhead state or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's funny to me because the common refrain, and I think a lot of fan bases are like this JMU fan base is really bad about this. Whenever we beat anybody, they suck. They suck. They suck. They suck. Oh, I don't know. Middle yeah. Tennessee state won a bowl game last year. I'm not saying they're not Alabama. They're not Georgia. Right. You know, they're not going to no. go beat Ohio state, but we don't know if they're good or bad. They looked terrible. terrible. <laughs> they looked 
like a Moorhead State. They looked completely overmatched. Yeah, yeah but it's week one. Right yeah. now, I'm not just saying, oh, JMU got lucky and happened to schedule a team that was a paper tiger last year and looked good enough. We got him. And then I think JMU just rolled them. Um, yeah. That's all I know. So they might end up not winning a game. They could end up winning four games or five games. To me, they're, if I had to guess, they're probably about last year, probably a game or two plus or minus 500. Uh, yep. I don't know. It just, it, it blew me away. I thought, you yeah. know, if they play really well and they don't get caught up in the moment, they can probably win a close game. The mm-hmm. first quarter did nothing to move me off of that position, by the way. No, actually, you know, it was zero, zero at the end of the quarter. Yeah, so I actually did get a chance to rewatch the first half mm-hmm. um, since we've been home. And yeah, you're the same way. So I, I was like, Jamie, we both sitting in the stadium together, Rob, we were saying, Jamie's playing well. Like, yeah, they played well in the first quarter. They moved the ball, they had the botched field goal, but like, it was a very like, we were grinding out yards, getting a few first downs, and we felt like, okay, good. But you and I talked at the game. We were like, well, maybe that's just our scripted plays. Yeah. Like every team looks good the first, first 10 plays. series of the season when you've been working on these for three weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And we were we were both like, oh, I don't know. You know, it seems really tight. <laughs> Will that missed field goal come back to haunt them? Will the yes, missed pass, yes. you know, like, oh, yeah. you get these drives and you, you can't yeah. cover like we're like, oh, that could hurt you in FPS. This isn't Rhode Island. You know, yep. this isn't Maine. Like, ooh. And then things just started clicking in the second yep. quarter where they scored 21 points 21 in the second points. quarter. Yeah, it was 21 nothing at the half. And, yeah. and 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 we didn't realize like it was really fun. They were scoring. They were, you know, we were throwing streamers, everybody was having fun. But we didn't realize like I didn't I went to the bathroom at halftime and I heard Kurt Dudley on the or whoever, you know, the guys like the speaker, you know, the speakers in yeah. the bathroom are going. And I heard them say that Middle Tennessee only had 19 yards of offense. In the well, James pointed like, out to me in the second quarter. He's like, Dad, they got 12 yards of offense. Right, right. Like, I didn't realize it was that kind of a thing. You know? Yeah, that was really awesome. Um, yeah. that's it's it, it just was so far above and beyond. Um, we can't even begin to talk about it. I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I have to say, too, Rob, even before the game, I, I mean – I won't make this its own thing, but we went in early because we were like, let's go watch the parachute thing. Yeah. Right. And your son was there and we, and we were just, you know, it was good. We were going to go in and get, get settled. Get our water. Or, yeah. Get our water. Yeah, yeah. We thought like it was very hot. I think a lot of us were, it was, it was definitely warm in the tailgate. Um, and we walked in the stadium and the first thing, like when we sat down, I was like, look at this. Like the it students. took me a second to realize like, we were there 15 minutes before kickoff and the student section was packed. Yes. I mean, and when I say packed, I mean packed, like really full, like the entire no end room. zone. The, the, the portion no. in the end zone, there were no seats available. When there we were got no in. seats available. And they were filling in kickoff. the um, yeah. old side of the stadium. Like that was incredible. Like, I don't remember. I mean, other than the Richmond, the first game day, I don't recall the crowd being that like revved up and like, in there ready to go like that. I mean, that was nuts. I don't you know? either. And like, it was a little bit of a late arriving crowd on the other student section. That's mm-hmm. always the case logistically. I think you've got a lot of new students who don't know when they need to line up, but, but I oh, thought they, they did all, a better, I thought they, they did a better job of that this year. Like some they years did. it's been, you know, nearly into the second quarter before they've cleared that gate and let everybody in. They got everybody in there pretty quickly. So I they thought did. it was great from stadium operations perspective. Yeah. But from the fan perspective, they were telling everybody, get there early. You want to get there. Mm-hmm. People took them up on that. I mean, we got there 15 minutes late and the stadium was 
I mean, 15 minutes before kickoff, the yeah. stadium was 50% full and it just got more full. It seemed like most people were there in their seats for kickoff, which I I can't recall too many times that happening in Bridgeworth. No. And, well, I think also we haven't had whole, I mean, you know, other than when we play like a rival or a, the one CAA game that might be close, like people know, like this might be a close game. I need to yeah. be there. Like, you know, I might miss the most important play of the game in the mm-hmm. first quarter, you know, if I'm not. And, and I, yeah, I mean, little shout out to JMU. My experience this weekend was much better, Rob. I mean, we were able to get our, like you could get your wristband outside the stadium now at the yeah, little cool. like, thing. And then the you bag could, check like, is awesome. Yeah. And I thought like, um, you know, look, we, <laughs> James went down and like told us the line was long, but yeah. I actually thought the lines weren't as like, we've had worse lines. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought they did a pretty good job moving people through concessions and stuff like that this week. Um, I don't know, just all around great experience um, in, in the off the field part. Yeah. So I don't know what's next for you on the field, maybe Rob. Well, I think everybody, and I'm sure you will talk about mm-hmm. this, wants to talk about the line play and everything. Yeah. And that's that's great. Yeah. I think we can save that. You're probably better attuned to yeah. that than I am. And it was cool to see guys just making plays and executing. But how about that game plan? Incredible. You know, like, it was just incredible. The way they came in there, everybody that we talked to leading the game was very worried about the defensive back and what are defensive backs, what are we going to mm-hmm. do? They were putting those guys out there on islands. A lot of times, you know, cover zero and getting pressure up the middle, you know, bringing Sam Kidd was kind of playing that rover like he does so well, which really gave the other opportunities to, to rush the quarterback. They were getting pressure just straight on. You know, a lot of times just the pocket collapsing. Um, it was terrific. So the, the defensive game plan, they had Middle Tennessee State completely confused the entire game, looked out of sorts, and it didn't look like there was that much trickery. They were doing some stunting and everything, but overall it was just like, hey, we're, we know what we got to do. Guys are going to play, as yep. we always say, you know, um, uh, position football and, and mm-hmm. assignment football. I'm sorry. Yeah. And they're just doing well, but like, I thought it was great. They, they had that offense bottled up. They hadn't confused the entire time. It yeah. didn't let up. It wasn't just one of these things. You come in with a bunch of energy and you overwhelm people. They were just there in positions, destroying them defensively. Mm-hmm. Offensively, the same thing. Like I love the fact that they just consistently mixed up the run in the pass. You mm-hmm. know, even when they're blowing to me, you know, when it was obvious they're going to win going mm-hmm. in the third quarter, they still were doing a really good job of mixing it up consistently, uh, kept in middle Tennessee on their heels. Mm-hmm. The team blocking um, oh, yeah, was great, not just at the line of scrimmage, but no. downfield. Tight ends, the re- receivers. The tight ends. Yeah. Horton and Painter were terrific. Yeah. The receivers were terrific. Santeo yeah. was great. It was really cool to see a quarterback in his first game of the team. You know, the hand signals and pointing guys and just the communication. It looked like it was all just so well set up. It wasn't simply guys just finding it. Like they were in position, waiting, making the block, engaging the right time. Obviously, everyone's going to point to Horton's kind of weird brain yeah. form where he leveled that guy out of bounds. But what people are forgetting is he made an amazing block just before that on another guy. That was a second block of that play. Yeah, the one they had to overrule the targeting on. The right? targeting yeah. where he got targeted. That didn't. Yeah. I thought he and Painter were outstanding. I mean, yeah, to, to sit there like to have my 12-year-old son point out like, oh my gosh, that guy 44 is all over the field blocking. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Uh, it really is. Just to stand out like that. Like, I just thought it was great. The entire game plan just seemed flawless from start to finish. And mm-hmm. um, obviously the players make plays and everything, but the coaches put them in position to do so. And I was really, really excited to see how this staff came together, particularly with the turnover, uh, the defensive coordinator position. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, first of all, um, 
Good shout out to uh, Madison Heuristic, our guest last week from the Breeze, um, for she she, she was right. Attention to Zach Horton, yeah. So uh, really, really on the ball there. Um, yeah, I my part on this, Rob. I had actually written down three coaches um, to to single out here, and you pretty much hit it. But the Brian Haynes at defensive coordinator, we were all worried when Heatherman left. Like, what would this, you know, like could we keep up the progress we'd seen the last couple of years? Um, unbelievable. I mean, yeah. obviously, gameplay. They knew everything. Middle Tennessee wanted to do it seemed like um I have to say huge progress one guy I think deserves mention is Grant Kane who the special teams coordinator who took a lot of heat from us and pretty much everyone last year um you know we'll get to kicking game issues later but like the punt return game was outstanding yeah like I thought Surratt was so much better they were much more aggressive in terms of actually returning kicks and seeming to have a plan for doing so. Uh, so really glad to see that. And then uh, the last guy, I had to look this up, but Derek Owings is the strength and, new strength and conditioning coach. And, I mean, Rob, our O-line, we, and this is where I will, will get it. I mean, we talked about, like, could these FCS guys step up and, and do, you know, be really solid against bigger competition? I mean, Look, the highlight, we ended up throwing for six touchdowns. We scored all the touchdowns through the air. But all those touchdowns were set up because the running game was just rolling. Yeah. <laughs> like just. Average five yards carry. We ne- Yeah. We, I was like, every time we ran the ball, we got four yards. Like there was just no problem. And the O-line, I mean, what a performance. <laughs> like just so, so. And also they in terms of strength so, and conditioning. Yeah. Props to that to that whole crew because you didn't see yeah. a lot of Jamie guys going down with cramps. And the other team was and it was all, like every other play, play was yeah. down. Yeah, I mean, and it's really. not like this is some team from the north that wasn't. You see, it's Middle Tennessee. They're used to this weather too. But yeah, um, Jamie just looked better prepared overall in every and every facet. Yes. Um, another guy I wanted to shout out here, uh, Percy Rob. It was mm-hmm. so great to have him back. And and look, the other guys, you know, Latrell played well. Um, I thought Latrell. All, not just Latrell, all the backs Black and receivers. Play well. are, yeah, Black play well. But I think everybody's learning that, like, at this level, you can't just bounce outside. Right? Like, if you try to just, like, run around the – like, if it's not there at the – you have to just jam it up in there. You because saw that you on the fourth down conversions. They went away from that. They were so good all day about, like, you know yeah. what? I'm just going <laughs> to lean forward, hit the hole, and if I get three yards, I get mm-hmm. three yards. Yeah. But that usually resulted in – four yards on first yep. down, you know, um, the exception was on the one fourth down play. They kind of like, I forget who was running the ball, but kind of bouncing yeah. around and, Oh, I, I can break it out. And you, you can't, um, you can't, the guys are too fast on the yeah. outside. Like they, they, even the defensive ends are fast enough to catch you. Yeah. Um, we're just picking back up. Let's just explain. And welcome back to the Champions Sports Vlog Podcast. For the second time, I'm Todd, and I'm joined by Rob. Um, I, I won't even say what's going on, because we're just trying to inform you all. Uh, we, we obviously had some technical difficulties this week, Rob. We just, we just need to own it. Yeah, this is what? Yep. What's today, yep. Todd? Wednesday night? Wednesday night. Yeah, we're trying to Wednesday fix it night? for Monday night. And <laughs> yeah, and we're in the middle of four downs. Maybe mm-hmm. or maybe not. We're not exactly sure what's going on, so... <laughs> Um, we're going to jump back in and if we're repeating ourselves, like, Hey, it's free content guys. Get over it. Um, we'll do our best here. And this probably isn't one. Are are there podcasts 
Grammys? Are there, are there Grammys for podcasts? Or, yeah, I, I don't know, but we're not get, winning any kind yeah, of awards. This so, one, yeah. this not, this isn't the one we're going to submit. Um, no. Uh, might want to maybe throw in a plug. Any SMAD students out there that, that have some podcast editing experience <laughs> and want an unpaid yeah. internship, like hit us up. Yeah. DMs are open. Yeah, I, th- I think it's un- it's not cool, the unpaid internship thing anymore. And yeah, I just, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I mean, well, hey, I mean, we, we can use the help. Yeah. Yeah, we could, um, mm-hmm. if we sell some merch, we'll, we'll give you 50% of that. So, like <laughs> exactly. I said, unpaid. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, Rob, but I do think we did. I asked you if this was the best played opening game. I think you said it's darn close. Um, I asked you if this was the best single game quarterback performance ever, which gave us the chance to talk all about the just incredible performance by Todd Santeo. Um, and then I think we talked a little bit about what the students getting there early, which was awesome. And then we were just about finished um, talking about the game plan, right? Which was one that you brought up right away. Um, yeah, to and, me, like, I don't know how much of this was recorded or what wasn't, but everybody's very excited. Of course about, not. No, I mean, and let's be honest, Tom, it, it's not like I don't repeat myself on a normal episode that doesn't go off with any hitches. So this will be nothing you're, new you're to not, you're not alone. <laughs> yeah. Long time listeners, listener. Yeah. There's gotta be more, there's gotta be more than one out there. Um, um, by this week, I was really impressed. Like, obviously like everybody's talking about the line play and that was great mm-hmm. and how people came in, but I just thought it was an outstanding game plan. You know, that you, mm-hmm. we talked about the questions that there were heading into the season opener, particularly regarding the defensive secondary and, the coaches out there saw something they liked that that they felt confident enough to trust their guys. Many times they went cover zero. Sometimes they had kid kind of fading back a little bit. Sometimes they had some safety support, but a lot of time they just brought pressure straight up the middle. Mm-hmm. It was really just an effective way where they trusted their guys. They knew who to defend, what they had to do. And basically it all came down to getting to that quarterback and they did an outstanding mm-hmm. job and offensively the same way. Like, First quarter, they, uh, as we mentioned, the scripted plays, it's tough to get too excited about a first drive, particularly one that ends without points. Um, you can kind of say, okay, everybody's scripted. You got mm-hmm. maybe a week or two to put that in. Good to go. Great. But then when they started to have success in the second quarter, 21 nothing. but to stick with it and consistently mix up the run in the pass, working in new things, it was just well executed. They had Middle Tennessee on their heels all game. And I thought it was just great to watch. It wasn't simply just Thornton being a beast, although he was. It wasn't yeah. simply Brown having, you know, arguably his best game as, as a Duke, um, although he did. It was just yeah. everything came together. It was very well put together, and they didn't really vary from that. You know, the first quarter, things weren't going their way. They kept at it. Boom, that second quarter. But then even that third quarter came in, foot on the gas. You know, the, the defensive pressure that resulted in the safety. It just – it was. I, I just thought it was a great performance from the coaches uh, in terms of putting together the plan. Yeah, it really, it really was all the way around. They were fantastic. And uh, at some point, I was thinking the same way as you. I kept thinking, ah, is there reasons for this? But like, at some point, this you know, forty-four to seven is just forty-four to seven. And, yeah. Right. The yardage totals. I mean, Jamie had like six hundred, almost six hundred yards of total offense to one hundred and nineteen. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean that. That's you can't fake that, and it doesn't happen by accident. And I just, I just the game plan, especially, and like you said, I mean, offense was great, crisp. I couldn't believe the amount of first downs; they just seemed to be gaining them all the time. Um, but defensively, they were just everywhere. 
and that whole group, I, you know, Taurus Jones, Jalen Walker at linebacker, like those weren't guys I was super familiar with, but I thought they played great. Um, Josh Surratt, I thought, you know, we talked about her kick return or punt returning, but also, you know, his play on D. It was just fun to see so many guys. I mean, there are guys on the defense who only registered like 15 plays in the game by the snap count, but even they made big plays. Yeah. Um, you know, so that was, it was just really, really fun to watch. So, and with, I, with the benefit of another two days to kind of reflect on things, mm-hmm. Monday, when we originally recorded this, I was still kind of riding high and just excited mm-hmm. about the FPS debut yeah. and the big score. But with the benefit of two more days to, to, kind of think about it i'm most impressed and most excited about what we saw from the defense yeah you know like we we knew like everybody was a little bit concerned about Mm -hmm. the receivers in the middle of the summer but then i thought as as it got closer people were like i don't know man everybody's talking about the loss of wells but this thornton guy was pretty darn good too and and brown showed flashes and you know green will work into it and when van horse comes back and he's healthy and yeah that and we were pretty excited about centeno Mm-hmm. And obviously we knew what we had with the depth at running back and the talent there in the offensive line. So that was exciting, but it's still like, okay, you know, that, that's not as surprising. I'll tell right. you right now, I, I was shocked how well the oh. defense played. Yeah, I really was. I was I, I was just shocked. And, and that's yep. no shade on them. I just, yep. I did not think we'd see it. And Todd, I think you and I both turned to James in the game and he was very excited. Like, we're like, we know where this is going. It's going to end up being like 37 to 21 because they'll take their foot off the gas and, you know, there'll be garbage time scores. That didn't happen. No, they stayed you with know? it all the way. Yeah, yeah, there was that one drive, which you and I both were like, this one drive's going to lead to two, then they're going to pull the you know, pull the starters, <laughs> no. it'll be three. That didn't happen. It was just, it was consistent all the way through the fourth quarter. And um, I'm, I have a tendency to be a little negative. So uh-huh. I, I don't, I always try to curb things, but like, I'm going the other direction here. Like I'm doing everything that I caution every other day where I'm like, I'm like, Oh wow, this team could be really well positioned. Like I, I'm not saying they're going to win nine games or 10 games. Right. But like, wow, the, this is a team that could just get better every week. Yeah. And, and uh, I guess that's all you really want. Like I think I just wondered too, Rob, I, I don't know if I'm overthinking this, but like, I've been, I think I've been worried about like, they're not playing for like they're not playing for the postseason anymore in this i mean even were we eligible for bowls you're still not playing for necessarily the kind of postseason we were in the past right and i was a little worried about like man you know how's that going to change mentalities of players and stuff but it hasn't it doesn't seem to bother them at all and i think they just seem i'm so delighted that they're as motivated to like show they belong up here as most fans are you know well it, it, at the risk of sounding overly dramatic yeah. they're kind of playing for history yeah they really are that's what you I know mean. like it's a big like, deal like if, yeah. they, if they can go in there and have a winning record the yes. first year at fbs mm-hmm. that's a huge deal that's a huge you deal. know yep. you come back to harrisonburg and you say you're on this i was on that first FBS team. team right wow That'll turn some heads, you know. That, yeah, that's a big deal. That's cool. That's mm-hmm. the sort of thing, you know. Like you won't pay for a drink at Jack Brown's, sort of thing. Right. And th- right. That's, no. That's worth something, you know. Yep. It is. Um. And and just it's also just, I mean, but it's it does become in your DNA as a program, right? I, I mean, part of the reason to me that Georgia Southern and App State had success early when they did was the same thing. Like you're just. 
And, and I think that's been harder for the programs like ODU or Charlotte or whatever, who didn't have a history. I mean, you know, ODU, ODU had two years. They did well in those two years, but they didn't really have like built in history, no. you know, and then you move right up. And I, I don't know. I just, I think it helps the culture and the program. I mean, I know it's such a weird word to say, but yeah, they're just, they're really good. And <laughs> it just goes to show like, uh, you know, unanswered prayers that the Garth Brooks song. Like, <laughs> yeah. JMU making the move now versus five years ago, eight years. Ago. Yeah. This is a good thing. JMU is ready for all those reasons you said. It's now a program. It has a real culture. It is not yeah. just us as fans. Like I think people who are paying attention to college football recognize mm-hmm. that. They're like, you mm-hmm. know, JMU has a culture of winning. It has the expectation, not just of fans, but mm-hmm. of players and coaches that like they go into every season saying we are here to win football games. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not something that every program has, particularly when you're going from FCS to FBS. You know, there's right. a lot of trepidation, I'm sure, with that move for a lot of good reasons. Jamie's kind of going to be like, now we we don't need the transition here. Let's go rip yep. the bandaid off. Let, let's get this going. We want to compete. Mm-hmm. And what we saw Saturday was a team that is ready to compete. Um, Oh, we have man. no idea yeah. how good Middle Tennessee State is. We have no idea how good JMU is. This mm-hmm. could have just been everything came together and, you know, the perfect storm. But, but I don't think it is. I think this is a team that is going to be competitive throughout the entire year and might even, you know, surprise some of the people like me and you who are thinking yeah. you know, four or five wins would, would be good. Like, it, I, I don't know. Like, I I, I no, watched. I, mean, I listened to the Syracuse Louisville game, and yeah, it was like there's a bunch of things that kind of broke Jamie's way this week yeah. too, where you're like, ah, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying App won't want to beat us, but if they come home 0 and 2 after a heartbreaker in the first one, right? That's a yeah. different. Well, that that actually scares me more. Yeah, it, it <laughs> so maybe it's the other way, right? A but, desperate yeah. team, but. but certainly Louisville didn't look as. I mean. You know, they didn't look like the kind of like, oh, we're afraid of that big FBS team. Team, and other than after you watch them play middle, like you're like, well, I don't know. A lot of these things seem possible, you know. So, but do you almost feel like people are kind of downplaying what happened Saturday? It's like ah, middle, uh, they're not on our level. No, this is basically an FCS constructed roster that just blew the doors off of a bowl winning game, bowl winning team, like. Down year or not, yeah, that's that's pretty impressive. You know, it's we, actually kind of if, funny because this it's was the a kind normal of thing we would have crowed about if we were in FCS. We would have said something like that, right? Well, JMU and yeah. NDSU could could come in, you know, fourth place in the MAC or whatever. Yeah, you know, um, yeah, maybe, but maybe we wouldn't necessarily. Maybe. We would have been a little bit like puffing our chest out. I don't know that we would have, in our heart of hearts, totally believed that, but. Yeah, no, and we weird were to be on the other side of it. Like, what if that's right? You know, what if that's been right all along? That's yeah, yeah. I mean, you see the old CAA foes um, pulled off a couple of FBS wins over the weekend. They did. Okay, that's Logan good, but, but it's not entirely surprising. Like, you know, I don't want to look back too much, and I yeah. certainly don't want to give credit to to William Mary, who Delaware apparently was Port. the team that was really sticking it to Jamie in terms of not letting him participate in the, in the conference championships, oh, yeah. but like. I don't even consider that an upset. And I don't think William Mary is a particularly great team. Right. But Charlotte is is down on its luck. It's a yeah. struggling program. A good a better, you know, top top half of the CA team should be a team like Charlotte here in you know. You know, yeah. Delaware over Navy, that's a bigger deal. But like 
Delaware's a good program. Like top mm-hmm. level FCS mm-hmm. teams should really pick off some scalps from the lower level FBS. Yeah, but maybe that's why we're all a little hesitant, right? Too is because we're we know that you can win that game to start the season or in the first couple of weeks, you can pull that upset. But we're all, I mean, at least I think I'm a little nervous and, or at least a little hesitant to say, well, that's going to hold up all season in quite the same way. Well, that's um, what worries me is, is can you do this 11 weeks in a row? No, I mean, it's a grind. Yeah. Now, like you were saying, I think it's more encouraging that this wasn't done with like one player this weekend, you know, I mean, even the quarterback as great as he was, that wasn't the entire story of the offensive production, no. you know. And defensively, it wasn't just like one or two or three players. It was a huge cast of characters. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are a couple guys, like Thornton in particular, you know, he seems really important. But, <laughs> right, right. But, but like, otherwise, it's not like I, there weren't a lot of places where I'm like, man, we would really struggle if we didn't have that guy or something. Or, or that was the only reason we, we won by so much or something. Well, kind of the perfect example of that, Todd, is mm-hmm. I think the, the play where they blew up the weird reverse thing that, that Middle Tennessee did where it's like they chased the guy down. Like they just oh, yeah, collapsed yeah, yeah. on it. Yeah. They threw- Torres Jones recovered the yeah. fumble slash interception. Yeah. But it was just a case of everybody doing their job and pretty mm-hmm. much everybody on the field winning their one-on-one matchup. Yeah. And things come together. It wasn't like a super – it wasn't a Lawrence Taylor type thing or a Patrick Mahomes where you just have a guy completely rise above everybody else. Mm-hmm. It just simply was like you got 11 guys who beat their 11 guys. Mm-hmm. And as a result, everybody is where they wanted to be, and it looked absolutely comical. When it was happening, you're like, what are they thinking running that play? Mm-hmm. Well, they were thinking that at least somebody on their team would win a one-on-one matchup. Yes. You know, right. Not right. everybody would be beat. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody in the other team on the defense would be in the right position and perform yep. their assignment. So like yeah. that's more encouraging to me than just some sort of superhuman, you know, a crazy some guy goes beast mode type effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's definitely encouraging. I mean, and that kind of takes us into like looking ahead to next week a little bit, or you know, down the road here a little bit. Is um, you know, one my one concern slash thing I would be watching this week was the kicking game, but even that had bright spots. Um, you know, it was. I, we, we, I, six I for six extra points. Yeah. Six for six extra points. Um, you know, kind of botched the first extra point. Ended up making it, but mm-hmm. like there was an issue on the hold there. Um, you know, the missed field goal. I didn't think was really on the kicker. It seemed like there was something was really off between the snap and timing. The yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so there's. I don't mean to put it all on Cam Wise, uh, but but there were positives, like you said. They, they sort of seemed to get it together the rest of the way. And having Connor Madden, the kid who transferred from Bridgewater, uh, doing the kickoffs, I mean, we saw multiple touchbacks. He was awesome. Yeah, which was really nice. Like, nothing short and just giving people chances. Uh, you know, so it just, in general, I, I, I'm hopeful that that continues for them um, this week. But I'm also would like to see that. I mean, those are all new players, basically, except for Davis, the long snapper. You know, so. Yeah, and apologies. I settle in. Was- if this part was discussed on our first <laughs> recording, but but I think you and I both agreed that it's very easy to envision a scenario where, even though people kind of think as you know the specialist as you know non-contact players and they don't do it mm-hmm. as being a little bit different or set aside, it, it 
it's easy for me to say like that makes it harder to manage the adrenaline. And we had talked about this for a oh, while yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Where like if you don't have an opportunity to go out and get your to make your first hit or get your first hit, it's easy to see the nerves getting the best of you, mm-hmm. and that can really kind of have have its effects in terms of timing. And special yeah. teams are all about timing. You know, you've got I don't know the specifics. People who have played special teams tell me, but you've got it down to like right. usually like you know one point one seconds between snap to kick going off, and that guy is moving. The kicker is moving when the ball snapped, and so on and so forth. So like, if you've got yep. adrenaline going and you fired off, and you're the guy's got to reach for it, or he had a, I believe on the second one you're talking about like whether it's the holder or the or the long snapper, like it kind of he kind of trapped it. Yes, yeah. just, it's just like you just see people getting pumped up and things go right. That'll that'll work itself out. Those are like first game jitters or first game nerves. So I wasn't as concerned about that because they had six more opportunities to do right. it. Yeah. We got well. to see it later. Yeah. No, that's good. Did you, uh, did you have another one um, for this week, Rob, just that you're looking ahead to? Yeah. Terrence Green, you know, like oh, yeah, yeah. one catch for yep. 10 yards. Um, and that's just one mm-hmm. of those things. Like you're going to have games like that as a receiver where sometimes you, you get open or sometimes the quarterback just gets in rhythm with somebody else. And, a guy is a hot hand like Thornton and Brown. And um, I think Green is still going to be a huge part of this offense. I still see him having, you know, 60, 70 catches. Uh, I, I think this is going to be one of those weeks where I'm guessing Centeno and, and the coordinators and uh, Coach Signetti really try to emphasize getting him the ball, putting mm-hmm. more guys out there on tape. But more importantly, just building confidence. He is so good. You know, we, we've yeah. talked about this a million times on the podcast. That guy really, really impressed us in the playoffs against JMU at Monmouth um, yep. to see what he can do with mm-hmm. you know, the sort of talent that's put around him at JMU has me excited. But I want to see them getting him the ball and getting his confidence up there and, and establishing him as a threat that we all think he can yep. be. Yep. No, I'll, I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm not any less enthusiastic than I was before this game. Um, I think he's going to be fine. You know, and it was good to see Ravenel back healthy as well. So, yeah, generally definitely. feeling a little better there. Yeah, and I think that takes us to. I mean, we we're cut. We I don't think we're covering this again. I think we did Sunbelt highlights and preview um, after we don't have a recording anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, just uh, obviously everyone's aware. Um, ODU beat Virginia Tech last week. Uh, they go to East Carolina this week. So a lot of interesting connections for JMU folks there. Um, and will be interesting to see East Carolina, who played very well uh, against NC State last week, or, or at least the score was flattering to them. Uh, you know, and they had a chance to win. You know, they, um, that'll be a fun one to watch this week. Uh, App, Rob, I mean, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Scoring 40 points in the fourth quarter to only to lose on another two-point conversion miss uh, to North Carolina, 63-61. And they go to Texas A&M this week, so no rest for the weary there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it'll what, be... What's cool about that going forward yeah. is now, App, like as we've said, the Sun Belt mm-hmm. still matters. I know mm-hmm. App is, has very high aspirations, and deservedly so. You know, they want to be a yeah. top-20 team, and they've yeah. proven they've got the potential to be one. But what's cool about this is it's not like the FCS where you lose a couple of games, you're out of it. Like they can lose the first two games. And mm-hmm. if they come back strong against JMU, God willing, they don't. 
they're still in the running for a Sun Belt Championship, which means something. It means something this year. And yep. in the future, given last Friday's news, which is college football playoff expansion, it yep. really means something. So, like, that's what's really yep. cool about this. And it almost creates a situation where you, you've you got the incentive to be more like Coach Shelley from lacrosse, where, like, you can go yep. take on, you can make these big swings and schedule these really tough road games and maybe mm-hmm. get lucky and get a home game for a P5 program. But, like, you can go out there, you can test yourself. And it yep. still matters. If you win your conference championship, that still puts you in position to do big things and potentially even win a national championship down the road. So, yeah, no, it's going to be cool. And I mean, that uh, I hope they get it over the line this way because it feels like that top six, highest six ranked conference champs has a very yeah. good chance of including the Sun Belt. Um, you know, often, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. But, but, but it, like with the new once every expansion, few years. It's guaranteed, yeah. right? Well, it's yes. There's a guaranteed yeah. spot in the playoff for the highest ranked group of five team. Um, but what's interesting is there might not be like a power five, right? It could end up being like a power four, or something like that. I, it might not know be a Pac-12. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, you just keep looking at it and you think like, ah, I'm not 100 percent sure how this is going to work out. Like it, that could end up being two representatives from conferences we now consider G5s. Yeah. So. Yeah, who knows? Um, oh yeah, so Troy, they're they played well this weekend. Um, they lost to Ole Miss in a tight one. Well, tight. I mean, it was no, they were getting beat, and then they sort of outscored them in the second half, but it wasn't a runaway. Um, you know, they go, they have an easy home game this week before they actually go to App the week before JMU when JMU has its bye. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. Um, Coastal. Played really well. Nice win over Army. That was kind of a tight game. I think a lot of people were not sure what to make of it. Um, Army's been good the last few years. Big win for Coastal. They have, they have their FCS game this week, so nothing mm-hmm. new yet. Uh, USM, Southern Miss played really well against Liberty. Uh, we were lost in overtime. It was too bad for us, uh, those of us that were pulling for them. Um, but, you know, nothing Terrible there. They go to Miami this week, actually. And then Marshall had the big win. Marshall, the Marshall win is notable because it was 55-3 over Norfolk State this week's JMU opponent. Um, so we'll see. And Marshall goes to Notre Dame this week. So we'll know, we'll know a lot more about them. Yeah. Like somebody, uh, oh, it's Georgia Southern. I didn't mention them, um, but they go to Nebraska this week. They had their FCS game last week, so got their win. But they go to Nebraska this week. And that's not like... Not entirely out of the question, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it'd be a big win in Clay Helton's first year. So huge win. Yeah. So um, I think that's about it. But it's really fun. It was a cool weekend for the conference. I mean, obviously the ODU win got everyone talking on Friday night, and then I think it's you know JMU's, in particular JMU's win and the manner in which they won, um, got some people's attention on Saturday. And just kept up with this, like, oh man, this Sun Belt's gonna be a pain in the ass. Uh, so that was good, and obviously, at playing so well too. Uh, that but, would be like my ideal way for, for people to think of the conference would be a pain in the ass. Pain in the, that's just yes. great. Like, that's great. Like that, that should be the Sun Belt's brand. You know, yes. like we're just yes. a pain in the ass for the P five and pain in the ass for the national media. You got to pay attention. None of this media crap. It's the old school, like regional rivalries. And let's just go. Yeah. And like, oh, those guys just won't go away. Like, that would be great if Sunbelt yeah. was the pain in the ass. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's conference. a couple of conferences like happy. that in, 
in basketball, there's always a couple conferences like that, right? Yeah. Feel like the Missouri Valley is a little bit like that. Like, like, oh, you don't want to play those guys in the tournament or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that'd, that'd be fun. Uh, Rob, I think we had a good overtime this week, too. This was uh, came to us from a friend. We did. Hey. We did. Yeah. So, so we're trying to run it back, or we go. I, I, th- I should we? Should we not? Yeah, sure. Should we save yeah. it for next week? <laughs> uh, right. Either way, man. I got nothing to do. I, I got done with back to school night, so <laughs> I'm. Uh, I survived back to school night, and now I, I will do pretty much anything other than talk about syllabuses or syllabi. <laughs> uh, let's let's save this one for next week, Rob. That that sounds good to me. We're probably okay. a little late. Yeah, and and we'll see when we stitch this together with the part we do have for Monday. Um, you know, it won't be super long, but we'll be okay. Uh, well, so, that's assuming this works. Yeah, we'll see. This part will work. <laughs> We've covered most things again in this part. I'm hoping this one catches up. For everybody that doesn't know, we recorded on Monday. What did we go like? Well, we went an hour and nine minutes. We made or it through twenty two according to listeners. A, yeah. Yes, the show I we put together with like the intros and outros and stuff was like i don't know an hour and nine so we must have done like an hour and five and uh that's part of the reason you guys we're not you know we don't we never charged anything for this we, we haven't tried to do anything crazy off this because we knew the quality um would be something you're not paying for so. what's unfortunate though is the quality from monday's episode that people are not going to hear i know it was really was amazing it was like the best it was insightful it was funny <laughs> I mean, do you remember, like, I, we, that we thing probably should say, right? like, yeah, like, the <laughs> fact that Brad Pitt joined us, right, just right. random. Who knew he was such a huge Jamie fan? But, like, yeah. and now it's just, it's lost in the ether. Nobody yep. will ever know. We'll, we'll never know. Yep. Or yeah, when Tom Brady, when Tom Brady came on and explained his 11-day absence. <laughs> yeah. It right. was the Jamie USB exclusive. Yeah, the it's footage lost, was it's shot, lost the history. The moon here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's a bummer. Yeah. Yes. Well. That was fun, but Rob, I'm glad. Hopefully, tomorrow is Thursday morning, and hopefully, sometime in the morning, we'll have this up for everybody in edited form, and we'll f- try to figure this out again before next week. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, yep. well, hopefully, here's to another Duke's win and no technical difficulties. Yes. Well, thanks for doing this again, Rob. Yeah, no problem, man. Hope everybody has a good week. You too. Go, Dukes.
pretend it's not 